We watched Hocus Pocus. We waited wow. 30 minutes. We watched Hocus Pocus. <laughs> You're dedicated. Back to back. Wow. I did Bring not do Back that. to back. That's, That's what we did with Hocus Pocus. Wow. Back uh, to back. <laughs> was that a Drake reference for Hocus Pocus? Marcus, you know I'm on my Drake references. You may fire when ready. What exactly is it that they do? Kick names. Hey Welcome to the podcast to give you a fresh perspective on movies, comics, and pop culture. We aren't afraid to give you an honest take and won't pull any punches. This is Films in Black and White. Welcome to Films in Black and White, everybody. Hello. How are you all feeling? It is a great day to be with y'all. We, this is, I, we, I got a feeling like deep in my bones that this is going to be, it's going to be a great episode. I just feel good about it. Like straight from the jump. I mean, isn't every episode a great episode? I mean, every episode is, but just like the stuff that we're going to talk about. I mean, we're going to talk about Hocus Pocus, both one and two a little bit. We're going to talk a little Marvel update. We have a new Black Panther trailer to talk oh about, my gosh. which is outstanding. Yeah. Yeah. Usually we're sitting here now when those get released. And mm-hmm. so we actually have something to talk about, which is fantastic with those. Yeah. And, um, Remember when Spider-Man No Way Home trailer dropped? Wow. Oh, man. Podcast. The the entire nah. back third of that podcast is like derailed. <laughs> I can't even remember what we were trying to focus on, but it was like, I don't know. I, 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 I guess what it, whatever it was, I gave up. Like I was like, yeah. I'm not gonna it growl was, them in. I'm not gonna give them back. It, we've lost. Yeah, oh, yeah. we were lost. Yeah. So, but gentlemen, it is a great day to be with y'all, and but we need to need to make sure everybody's welcomed and introduced and fully brought into the circle Let's so i'm it. gonna kick it on down to brian roush aka hello lucille uh it's me brian how you feeling yes. you know what uh i'm feeling good uh we spent the weekend celebrating uh my oldest's uh birthday Ooh. turning six tomorrow Ooh, so happy birthday uh yeah happy birthday to liam he uh so yeah we had all of all the family over yesterday and nice all the party planning that comes with that of course my wife maggie was amazing with that and yep. took a bunch of that uh mental no load questions. and set it up we had a bluey themed party by the way okay. and like bluey is is great even for adults yes uh, like i watched yes, the hangover is. episode today and the kids were just like oh this is funny and i'm like this is an episode about parents doing like the bare minimum when they're hungover and mm-hmm. i can relate to this so um <laughs> yeah. yeah anyway check out bluey uh and uh so yeah feel, i'm like recovering from that and, nice. and feeling good um but uh and yeah it was a work from home day for me so that was nice Nice. so didn't have to didn't have to go to my workplace which was even better um so i got to do that do that remote work so yeah feeling good ready to talk about hocus pocus too i'm ready to talk about secret wars black panther like i'm i'm ready i'm ready to get into it i'm very excited i'm very excited Uh, brian what, what the hell is a bluey it, oh, Marcus, oh you are not a parent, so you are Man. you have not had the opportunity yeah, to know. experience Bluey. As far as I know, I'm not a parent. Um, <laughs> Brian, do you want to try to explain it? I, I, oh, easy. Like Bluey is an Australian public broadcasting show, um, yeah. and they're like seven minute episodes, and mm-hmm. it follows a family of dogs, and they all talk. I mean, they're just like a regular oh. family, yeah. and they just honestly like the big trademarks are like they just play a lot of these made up games, and they mm-hmm. just like 
it's relatable to me because the dad isn't like, I feel like in a lot of shows, it's like dad of the flipping year and he's like doing everything. Yep. And then your kid's like, Hey, why don't you take me to a mountain and make pancakes while we <laughs> sing folk songs? And you're like, that would be great. But I, I have a life and a, and a wife and other children to take care of. And we don't live. And we, we don't live near a mountain. It's um, exhausting just getting you two through dinner time. So maybe right, dial like up the expectations a little the bit. The idea you could wait two hours to go up a mountain without me carrying you. <laughs> Love that. Oh yeah, because um, you're carrying like, that kid. I'm getting I'm getting off base here, but like it's 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 just more on the relatable side, and it's like funny, but like deeply human. Because like some of the mm-hmm. episodes, um, like there's one about chess, and the dad gets super upset that the kids aren't learning chess. And the mom's like, hey, like, why don't you just take a beat and just like enjoy playing make believe a game they want to do. And because I know you're trying to teach them chess because you want them to be smart and that one day you're not going to be here and you want them to think for themselves. So right now, just work on the heart and the head will come later. And like I watched this episode and I was like, that destroyed me as a father because like, yeah, Mm -hmm. you do all these things that. You, you want to set up your kids for success, but and you know you're not going to be there. And it it perfectly distilled this idea into seven minutes of talking dogs. And I laughed all yep. the time. So that's yep. that's bluey. It's a very deeply human, but okay. funny kids. show. Yeah. Yeah. And okay. it's and the reason why it's called bluey is because they are upset like Australian blue healers, which is a breed of dog. And so that's yeah. the reason why it's called. That, yeah. Bluey. And it's also very funny to me. I have this weird thing that about shows that where the ca- the characters are like animals, but then okay. they own or interact no. with other yeah. animals. And I'm like, okay. what the fuck is going on here? Like, <laughs> and yeah. I will say this world is created well enough where it's like, I'm very rarely asked this question. And it's mainly because there are deeply human moments where I'm like, yeah, you didn't need to come at me this hard on a Saturday morning, Bluey. Oh, like, why yeah. did you need to make me think like that? So, and uh, uh, Roman in our Patreon chat, uh, he says Bluey rules our house. So join the yep. Patreon. You can tell us what you think of Bluey. That's very yeah, true. You show can tell us what you think of Bluey. Yeah. Or on our <laughs> socials, make sure you, because yeah. I don't know what the fuck a Bluey is. So, like, no, you're good. It, it sounds kind of like Peppa Pig and Max and Ruby. Although I hated that show, Max and Ruby, but. Um, <laughs> I will say I will say it's not it Peppa Pig skews to like the absurd a little bit just because of like facial expressions and how they do things. It's very like weirdly drawn and how it's how the shows are. These are actually like I've always felt like they are related. This show is far more relatable. What what channel is this on? What like is this Nickelodeon? It's Disney 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 Channel. But the third season went straight to Disney Plus all at once. Yeah, and it's like an Australian like PBS show. That's yep. like the most wild part to me. Yep. Um, and there's a band episode. I I don't know where else I can share this information, but there's an episode that is not on Disney Plus, and it's about the dad pretending to have a baby. I don't know why Disney won't show it. I found it on Vimeo. You know, uh, uh, well, right. Well, um, and Brian, they've changed other things too. Like yeah. so, like there's an episode from the most recent season where Bandit, who is the dad, talks about like having his teeth removed. And apparently oh. in in Australia, he's talking about having a vasectomy. Like, well, I'm just not oh. sure if I want to have that yet. Oh, and if you I listen haven't to watched it, that episode yet, and I yeah, will. <laughs> it's interchangeable. Like there was a whole TikTok once where Tell they why are you so interested in that episode, Brian? Yeah, Brian. Yeah, Brian. <laughs> Um, but there's a whole epic, like there's a, there was a whole TikTok about like, here's the way it was in Australia. 
here's how it was changed for the states. So it's it was tweaked. That's amazing. Bit. Yep. Okay. Yeah. I, I'll have to check that out. Yeah, Marcus, sure. you got them. way more than you bargained for. Oh yeah, you bit off a lot of that. I feel anyway. like this is one. This is definitely one of those instances where it's just like that's just not for me and no, like at this no. moment in my life it's not no. for me and that's okay it's like one of those things i won't be able to relate to so i feel like i'm just well, i don't have to watch everything no well and here's mean, the other thing i'll say by the time you not not to be this is going to sound bad but like <laughs> when you have kids something mm-hmm. new like when you're ready oh, yeah. to have kids like just knowing yeah. you and where you are in your life like by the time you're ready yeah. to have kids something else will have come in yeah. and if, replaced the popular if you point. do if that's yeah, in your if, life journey if you do great point yeah because i don't know nowadays but <laughs> <laughs> that's true that's true but marcus yeah I am excited to hear from you, sir. Marcus J. Destin, a.k.a. Yeah, Marcus. I'm from Houston, Destin. So, Marcus, yeah. how are you, sir? I'm, I'm doing great. We had a had a great weekend. My Friday was off to a very interesting start. Friday was the amazing. middle name. Um, <laughs> I'll tell you all a, just a brief story for everybody who wants Please. to listen. I was, went to the doctor. Um, got some getting, getting some blood work, you know, getting some things yep. checked you out. You got to get it. Day, you know what I mean? And so... Uh, before, while I was in the waiting room to get my blood, you know, my blood work done, uh, this older white man came in and had his mask on and he walked in and he says, he says, are you from Africa? And I said, what? (laughs) And he pulls down his mask and he says, are you from Africa? I said, no, I'm, I'm from Houston. And so he, and then he said, oh, well, I taught in Africa for 13 years. And I was like, well, that's nice, but I'm from Houston. So like, I don't, I don't know anything about that. And then that was the entire interaction. So that was the way my weekend kicked off. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I, uh, very like, interesting. Very oh, interesting. Marcus, I'm sorry that happened to you. I, I laugh <laughs> yeah. at the fact that he thought, one, he doubled down on the question, which like sitting here as one of the white guys <laughs> mm-hmm. in films in black and white, like I know exactly the type of old guy that probably did this. Oh, like, yeah. no, don't don't ask a second time. It's already yeah. embarrassing. Yeah, yeah, you don't need to you don't need to do that. No, this and I brought up the point and I asked Marcus of this in the car mm-hmm. be when I he and I hung out on Saturday. I asked him this in the car. I said, does that mean because if you take this to his extreme, right? Like, if <laughs> does that mean that every time he sees a black person, he thinks they're from Africa? Mm-hmm. Because yep. I said, like, what does yep. he do when he goes to like if he's because it's Vermilion, it's a small town. I said, like, what does he do when he goes to a football game, or what does he do oh, when he geez. goes to a basketball game? And I was <laughs> yeah. like, man, can you imagine how bad his mind must be blown? Like, oh my god, look at all these Africans yeah. playing football. Mm-hmm. Where'd they learn how to? Do- Oh my gosh. Are we are we in Kenya right now? Like right. what's happening? Ugh. So yeah, that that would so that was that was interesting. But then the rest of the weekend was cool. We went to uh, SuperCon up there yeah. in Sioux Falls. Tell me about SuperCon. SuperCon was so Doug knew about it. Yes, and Doug invited me to go. So I'll let Doug talk oh, okay. a little bit yeah. about what SuperCon is. Yeah. All right. So SuperCon is a. I don't want to like pigeonhole it into a comic con because it felt like it was because it was like board games, video games, movies, like it was comic books. It was all sorts of stuff. So it was more like a fantasy con would be the best. Like it was a nerd con more than anything of like if this is your if these like eight different things are your bag. You've got a price here, here. basically, is the way it was. Um, It was held at the Sioux Falls Convention Center. And so I knew about it last year because I was like. 
a friend of ours, friend of the podcast, actually, Dave Wheeler, who was on the Shang-Chi episode. Um, he was there before, and I was like, I should really try it. I mean, he's been coming here for a few years. Like, I should try to make it up there once to just see what it's about and say hello. So I was like, this year, we'll go up there, um, and we'll we'll check it out. And so Marcus and I did that on Saturday afternoon, and it was awesome. So it was very, yeah. very awesome. So, yeah. It was great. Very Lots cool. Of Lots of nostalgia. I think there's a little bit of everything for everyone there. Um, yeah. We saw Mark. Oh, God. Mark Pence. Yes, that sounds no. right. The Mark guy who Pence. the guy who plays the um, like the the man in the chair to Kamala Khan in Miss Marvel. Oh, no way. Yeah, yeah he was there. It was yeah, cool. He was there, he was there awesome. doing uh, photo ops. There was some other celebrity. There was like Jason Voorhees. The guy who plays Jason Voorhees was there. Yeah. Um, a lot of anime voice actors were there too as well. Um, and, and so it was like, and then like Doug said, Dave Wheeler was also there giving, you know, selling some of his own, his personal creations and stuff like that. So it was just a dope time. You get up there and you walk in and it's kind of overstimulating. That was, I think officially my first con of any sort. And so I was like kind of walking around and it was so much to just take in. Cause I, I have this thing about, okay, so with me growing up with no money, right? Me and my, me, you know, it was just me and my mom. And so we just grew up just, <laughs> yeah. you know, poor, but we made it work, right? Right. Cool. So, and we, you know, it didn't stay that way, obviously. So we got to a better place. But when I, growing up, there was, there were things that I just couldn't afford and shoes and sometimes like certain toys or mm-hmm. moments that I missed that yeah. I want to go back and relive. Or there were things that I actually did have that I just was like, man, you know what? I wish that I appreciated that thing when sure. I had it because I look at how priced things are now. Like it's like really expensive to even oh, get yeah. like an action figure is goddamn $21 and they used to be $7. I literally remember when they were $7. Um, and so that was just really interesting for, um, you know, to walk around there and to, and to see that, <laughs> to walk around there uh, and to and to see that. And I got a couple of things like I picked up. Uh, I picked, we picked up some comics. Yeah, from we there, did. But Ooh. picked up this episode one Mace Windu yes. with a blue lightsaber uh, and in that Kenner original packaging. Oh my yeah. gosh! So and this was like and it was ten dollars. So that was the other thing was like there was one guy who was very pushy. He was and a little aggressive. aggressive. What do you the pushy? Pricing. Pushy in what way? Um, with his prices i'll uh, okay so i'll say this i'll swing back around okay that only cost ten dollars right so everybody was pretty much selling mm-hmm. their nostalgia and their old sure. stuff at sure. price for whatever it was obviously bumped up a little bit so they can make a couple dollars off of it um it wasn't like they were trying to charge me 35 dollars for that original oh. packaging basically yeah. that type of deal except for one place doug yeah so there was this one guy and so the thing about cons is that there are some people that this is just how they make their money. Like they go to every and any comic book convention in the region and they have stuff like either priced to mark they price to sell and they're just trying to turn it over. Like they're not really, they're not really there to say I'm selling these 10 things at a higher value. They're trying to say, I have all this really cool stuff and go nuts. And sometimes it's, like, for example, the gentleman Marcus is referring to had comics, right. right? Like old school, like they were, you know, stuff from the 80s, stuff from the 70s and 50s and 60s. Right. And it was old school. And it was just like, wow. here's all the Western comics that you can get. Um, and some of his more rare stuff, you know, was priced a little bit aggressively. <laughs> and then but they were. 
they were graded. That's the thing. They were graded. Yeah. And so that, there was one okay. that Marcus yeah. was looking at that was graded like a 9.4. Do you even remember what that what that issue that was? Oh my God. I, think it was I don't. It was, I think it was a Wolverine. It was a Weapon X. It was yeah. the one that I pulled. Because I had a price limit that I had yeah. for myself. You did a really I was good job, by the way. Thanks. Um, I think I did. Actually, you did awesome. My, I think $50 was my price limit going up to Sioux Falls. And I think sure. I stayed under you're, that with the i got three comic books in that figure and something yeah, else close. that's yeah. impressive um thanks, thanks, thanks. but he was like when we asked about it he because marcus couldn't believe he's like is this really only like 40 dollars? like are you serious and he was like yeah you gotta remember it cost me 35 dollars to have it graded and then all and he just kind of went down too specific <laughs> and i was face. marcus and i just kind of like rolled our eyes and we were like like yeah. that's not we are just staggered to see that this is priced this way like we didn't need more information like we were just all you need to say like yep they're all marked all this, this is all you needed to explain was your filing system you didn't need yep. to give us the rest of it so <laughs> yeah and, it, so and i would have purchased it for 40 right i would have yeah. bought it. i was willing to buy right. it because i wanted a graded comic right i wanted something to have yeah. for the first time to be like yeah i have one at least right right um, but I, he just when he did that, it really just turned us off, and we were on our way out anyway. It really just yeah. kind of confirmed it for us because we were going to Rainbow Comics, of course, to seal the trip. Um, well, seal yeah, the deal with the trip. So yeah. we just left after that. It, it wasn't it wasn't anything extra to yeah. it. So, yeah. But it was good. I mean, it was a great weekend. Supercon was awesome. A lot of awesome. people were asking, were really interested in what we were doing. Apparently, they had like wrestling. They did some cosplay competitions. Nice. A lot of people were dressed up. So. Just a really dope experience. I think That's next awesome. year, I think next year, Marcus and I talked about this. I think next year we want to try to like have a booth maybe as like yeah. creators. So that way people can come and like we can maybe do a live show from there in that evening talking about something and then doing some interview stuff too but yeah that's that's kind of what we want to do but yeah and folks if you want to see a visual journey of this make sure to follow us on tiktok films in black and white 100 uh yeah you can you can see the video the guys uploaded there and it looks it looks awesome so. yeah we do we do we but yeah do. what about Thanks. what about you doug so my weekend was good. Um, it was it was awesome. So one of the cool things about my like my new gig that I've been doing for about like 15, 16 months is this like unlimited PTO. So like I don't oh. have like a limit. Like I can okay. just take time off. And wow. now it doesn't accrue. Like so I don't <laughs> build up a savings of it. So when I yeah. leave, I don't get paid out. But I can use it whenever I want. So long as it's like within reason and it still has to go through approval. So I actually took Friday off um nice. and it's because it had been a while since i had taken a day that wasn't already built into the calendar and so i just used that time to like catch up on stuff yeah. so like i cleaned the house top to bottom and i get it i was really excited about that because the kids didn't have the day off from school they were just yep. gone and so yep. i didn't have to like step over anybody or work around anyone i literally just got to clean the house so i yep. got that done which was really really exciting um and then saturday <laughs> Um, Marcus and I went up there, which was really cool. I, I, I spent maybe more than I wanted to it. No, <laughs> that's not true. I spent exactly what I wanted to. At there Rainbow you Comics. go. I, mean, I spent exactly I'm... what I wanted to at Rainbow Comics and Collectibles. Okay. But I'm always a person who will have buyer's remorse, no matter how much like I scrimp and save, like I'm always going to yeah. be the type of person oh. that's like, I mean, maybe I shouldn't have. And so, you know, it's a balance. Like, yes. I, I get it. I hear you. Yeah. Um. And so I'm really uh, maybe I'll take some pictures and post them in like our socials. But like I got um, 
I bought the entire run of Secret Empire. So which I was still there in physical format. In physical format. Issue Brian Brian, issue by issue. Um, and so I have zero through ten of Secret Empire, which I'm very excited. And for those not familiar, Secret Empire is the like storyline of like maybe Captain America has been in a has been an agent of Hydra this whole time. Yeah. Um, which I that, is interesting. It was a 2017 Marvel event. Yeah. I, I did not like it at first. <laughs> I've, I've warmed up to it, but man, when it came out, I was like, this yeah. is internet. Yeah. I, I can't, I can't get into it, but I did read it and I liked it. Yeah. More than I thought I would. And maybe, I mean, have you read, where are you at? Are you reading them right now, Doug? Are you saving I, them for later? They are literally sitting in a stack behind me. So like off to okay. my, like behind me, they're sitting in a stack with like everything else that I've purchased. So like I also bought, there was a return of Dr. Doom storyline from the eighties that I got. That so sounds got, up your alley. It was fantastic mm-hmm. for return nice. of Dr. Doom. Um, I got a, what else was it? There was one other thing. Oh, I saw like in the X-Men bin, because again, Ray, for a reminder, Rainbow, Rainbow Comics and Collectibles does an awesome job yeah. of packaging things as series, which is really, really and cool. Support your local book, your comic book store, please. 100%. We also have a story about that goddamn comic book store before I'm, we get to catch that quotable. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, to kind of bring what my, my haul, I bought a bunch of stuff, and so I'm excited about it. Marcus got to be in the house while I broke it to Brittany. <laughs> she asked me after he left, he, I go, she goes, how I goes, I spent a lot of the comic book store because of the, because I got a bonus from work on Friday because oh, of the change okay, in the okay. quarter. Congratulations, Mr. Thank bonus. Thank you. Um, and so I brought it, Brittany, after Marcus left, she goes, how much did you spend? And I was like, oh, <laughs> I only spent like a, like 110 bucks. Like, it's really not that crazy. And she goes, oh thank god you said the bonus and i was like what did you spend and i was like oh, oh. i said i am i said i'm not did gonna your sp- wife think you spent all of your bonus on comic books i have a feeling she might have that's incredible like, yeah. which is hilarious i love um, how she was mentally preparing herself for this too of like yeah yeah, yeah. this happened and I, we have christmas coming up and i also i accidentally ended up in the house when he had to break the news because harrison told me to come in the house so harrison dragged me in oh, he's yeah. like you come in so i was like oh okay oh because i wanted to see harrison's halloween decorations on the window well yeah, he wanted me to should. see his decorations right yes and they were great great decorations so yes. he took me in and then i ended up standing there and it was kind of like one of those moments of like you go ask your mom if if like i can stay the night yeah and it was, it was like because because she'll say yes quicker to you and it was like that's funny because so, after i left all i crazy. could do was laugh as i was like walking out to my it's car because i was like Ooh, I hope he doesn't get like a whooping or anything. No, it was a very <laughs> funny experience. Yeah. yeah. But it was, so it was, tough. it was very funny. But the story that we got when we were up there, so I'm checking out. Um, All right. Mind I, you, we are regulars now. They right. know. Who I was going to say, yeah, we've been yes. up there a couple of times, but we That's were checking out and I checked out and he goes, Do you guys want to see some like really cool comics? And I was like, Where are you going to take? Like, I was excited. I was like, Where are you going to take me? Like, <laughs> Am I gonna go to a back room? Um, so anyway, <laughs> he goes, the yeah, they're the beyond section. They're over in this box, and so he goes, and the first thing he says jokingly to his co- colleague, like sitting next to me, is like, "I might have to get people to sign a waiver before I show these to you." And I'm like, "Oh fuck!" Like now, what, mind you, what am I look? What am I looking at? So mind you. While we're in Rainbow, Doug is hitting, he's hitting gold, right? Like back <laughs> yeah. to fucking back. Yeah. He finds like 
amazing storylines and comic books to like purchase at Rainbow. And usually I leave with something. This time I didn't leave with anything. No, at Rainbow. you didn't. I had one comic run in my hand and it was a Storm comic run, but I wasn't really completely involved. I wasn't really like really dedicated to it. So yeah. I'm overhearing him while I'm holding this thing, trying to make a decision on if I'm going to get this storyline at the time. So um, Doug says, absolutely. Yeah, well, I mean, then, if somebody says, "Do you want to see something really cool?" Yeah. You always say yes. Like yeah. that's how you have stories to tell later. Like even if yeah. it's weird or gross, like you're like, well, "Okay, not for me," and then you walk away and you tell a fun story later. Um, by the way, you all should be worried about me. Supervise me if I'm out in public with you. Um, <laughs> yeah. um, but he brings us over to this box, and right off the jump, without looking at the book, it is bagged and boarded. And the price sticker on the front says $5,542. And I was like, holy shit. So these were old action comics of Superman and Wonder Woman from the er late 50s, early 60s. Get this fucking story. So apparently some guy was getting evicted. He invited like friends and family over to come and help him like pack up his stuff. And they were just in a box. And he tried to tell his friends were like, we should give you some money for these. Like these have to be worth something. And basically he gave the response of like, I don't want them. Get them out of here. And so they took them and they were on their way to the dumpster to throw them away. When he saw the rainbow comics and collectibles, like, like either truck or store brought them in and literally unloaded them. And like I said, it was not like, oh, it was the first one was 5,000. It was like 5,000, 1,200, 1,200, 1,200, 1,200, 12. It was in, like, it was comic book history. I said, Marcus, as we left, I said, like, they should have been in a museum because yeah. you're not gonna... And we learned something really cool about grading those because okay. what they were saying is, is they said, like, he goes, you see this little P in the upper right-hand corner. It was written in pencil, like a really quick P. Yeah. And when they got pulled from the shelves, they had to be physically marked by a clerk in some way, shape or form. And he said that a lot of time that you can't find any of these comics that were like pulled from shelves yeah, without it. And so what he was saying, like when they grade it, they don't even judge it because there literally are no comics from that age that don't have that blemish in the mm-hmm. upper right hand corner of the, yeah. of the title page. So it was incredible. It was a cool little history last time, wow. and that's where it was at. So yeah, it was really, and really I just, cool. I just sat my little comic books back down and said, I can't even buy anything. Because the first one was action. It was a Superman, was a Superman action comic. comics, like for $5,000. And I just put my little storm run back in the box and was like, <laughs> next time. I right. mean, that, uh, that wow. Yeah. I don't even know really how cool. I would have reacted. I, I'm yeah. surely I would have said some platitude like that. What like yeah. I? I think my words would have failed me when they told us the story. I think I looked at him and I was like, "Get the fuck out of here!" Really? <laughs> like I, like I did. I had no other words than "get out of here." Yeah. So wow. Well, yeah. that that is an excellent way to spend your weekend. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Oh my gosh. But gentlemen, we have a whole show to get to. So they happy do. you all could uh, give us a rundown of your weekends, and we're glad we could share. But we need to play. 
catch that quotable. We we, we gotta. And then we got we got Hocus Pocus too after this. We, yeah, we, got, yeah. we got stuff to do. Yeah. yeah. And so we are going to play another round of Roman's Millions. So I am going to pull a quote from a deep dive. He sent us a bunch All over right. the years and I found one that yeah. we hadn't used yet. Um, and so we are going to Shout play to this one. Um, and so, gentlemen, are you ready? I'm re- ready. I'm ready. Ready, steady. All right. What? Did you rewrite the whole thing or just the parts that don't suit your needs? That's it. Oh, That's the whole quote. I feel like I know what this is. What? Did you rewrite the whole thing or just the parts that don't suit your needs? Ooh, okay. Yeah. I, I feel like I'm I it's I don't know it to say it, but when you say it, I'll know it. Okay. 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 Yeah. I mean, okay. Um, I feel because we're talking about rewriting, this feels like it's something like some reference to the Bible. Just about this, it means. feels like it is some reference. So then that makes the me think of Book of Eli, which fantastic movie, by the way, not talked about enough. I think that one slept on a lot. I Book think it did get slept on. It is a little harder of a watch, it's a little bit long, and it's a, yeah. it's not for everybody. Yeah. Roman, can you do me a favor? Can you type a hint in the box and nobody look at the hint until we all decide that we want the hint? Okay, I will scroll away from the hint. Yes, get away from the comment. I'm going to, I'll take his hint, but I'm going to lock in. I'm going to stick with uh, something that is, I'm going to, I'm going to stick with this. This is dogma. This feels like it could be dogma. I just, I have this vibe that that's what it is. Okay. I am going to go with Book of Eli. Okay. Although Ooh, it doesn't like make that. any sense, and I don't know if that if that's right, but I'm just going to go with Book of Eli. Because that whole story revolves around yes. the protection of the Bible and other religious texts, but the Bible have, just happens to be this one and trying to get it to the library. So I think that yeah. I'm going to stick with that. Okay. Brian, um, any guesses? I'm, uh, I'm going to go totally the other way. Uh, okay. Back to our friend Nicholas Cage. Uh, I'm gonna go with adaptation. Oh, uh, okay. So, which is about okay. a script writer trying to make a movie. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um. Okay. I'm gonna go with that. I'm not feeling super confident. Okay. Do we? How do? What? How do we want to do the hint? Do we just want to lock in? Do we want the hint? We I don't have wanna, to take it. I kind of want to lock in, but it's up to yeah. you all. I mean, I'll, I'll take I, a hint. Okay. Oh, okay. Sure. Why not? I'll, I'll take I will hint. look at the hint. Then Marcus, you I look will at look the at hint. it. Okay. Yes. I'm glad we have a system. Go ahead. Yes. The, what the fuck? Okay. The hint is Iowa. 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 Okay. Then the only other movie that I can think of that has an Iowa connection is the movie Star Trek. And so I am going to go uh, with Star hold Trek. Hold up. Feel, feel the dreams. Um, feel the dreams. Star Trek. Fucking feel the dreams. Cedar Rapids also takes takes place in Iowa. Oh, yeah. I forgot, about, Iowa. I forgot about Cedar Rapids. Uh, Cedar Rapids. That's a, that's a also, good movie. I like, that was a fun I movie. like a yeah. Star Trek pool, though, because honestly, man, first Star Trek movie, incredible. Yeah. Oh, like the, the rewrite the, with J.J. Um, Abrams. Um, the Kelvin reboot yeah. universe with Chris yeah. Pine. 
It's that was honestly, it's it's, that was great. it's getting the classic status. What a yeah. great fucking rendition of a goddamn Star like Star Trek. Anyway, <sighs> Iowa doesn't help me, so I'm sticking with what I had. Okay, <sighs> okay. I, I'm going to feel the dreams. I'm going to feel the dreams. Okay. Oh, okay. I, I don't know. I, I'm very in the weeds here. Low confidence. Okay, here we go. It's cool. <laughs> All right. Uh, here's movie quotes. All right. Here we go. Here we go. For the listener, here's a drum roll. I'm ready. What movie is this from? Oh, it's from Children of the Corn. God oh, damn it. Oh, no. I have never seen Children of the Corn. <laughs> I have also not seen Children of the Corn. I have not seen Children of the Corn. Uh, I have, and my wife is going to kill me when she listens oh, to this. Man. Good, she's going to be quote. yelling at me as she's listening to this in the kitchen yeah. whenever yeah. she listens to it. Shout yeah. out to Maggie Rouse. Oh, Shout my out to Maggie Rouse. Children of the Corn, y'all. So that's mm. we're on a two-week slump. I feel confident Man. that next week we can get I, our act together yeah. back on track. I don't even know what this is in reference to in Children of the Corn. Like, I'm just so you know out of base. I tell you it was said by Bert. <laughs> oh, yeah, Bert. Yeah, you know. <laughs> you know My guy, Bert. You know, Bert. So, yeah. So, yeah, okay. it's from, yeah, this, I've, oof, I should, lost me. I feel like I should watch that movie. Maybe this we'll podcast add that. is, I mean, it feels a lot like uh, one of those situations where, like, Bluey, Children of the Corn, <laughs> like, I'm just disconnected. I just be like, yeah, <laughs> you know what? This I don't is know what that is. You know what? It's, okay. it's good. It's good. It's good to challenge yourself and be For outside sure. of your comfort zone, you know? Yeah. 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 So, well, there you go. Well, we struck out, and that's okay. Sometimes you, you gotta know, risk it, and that's yeah. it is what it is. Risk it for the biscuit. That's right. So, gentlemen, we have a couple pieces of news before we dive into Hocus Pocus, and so yeah, I want to kick it on over to Marcus, because Marcus, you, I want you to, because you're the one who posted the news article in our chat this morning, <laughs> yep. I wanted you, I, I want did. you to tell us about this new Black Panther 2 trailer that we got today. Right. So basically what happened was I shit myself this morning because <laughs> um I, I you know I do my morning pants. scroll. <laughs> I, I do my morning scroll and I see that they um release early tickets, the ability for yep. you to get your tickets early for Wakanda Forever, which yep. this is around the time that they should be doing that. And yep. with that release, they released a new Black Panther trailer. Yep. Um and the and if you thought the first the first one was more somber. Um, if I have to describe it, and this is just my description, the first one is more reflective and somber. It it kind of meets yeah. you where all the fans are and reflecting on yeah. Chadwick Boseman, um, his death, and kind of like, what is this going to be? And yeah, this is in memory of him. That that is the first trailer. This one though seems a little bit more action packed and giving you a little bit more of what the um plot line is going to be, what it re- what it revolves around, and giving you some more cinematic looks at these individual characters, yes. like yeah. like closer more in their in in action like that kind of stuff so this i mean this god damn it ryan coogler i mean bro <laughs> yeah we gotta hell, talk, man. <laughs> you that is how you are supposed to follow up black panther and it sucks that it had to be on these terms but this is how you follow up a huge um uh, uh trend-setting movie like black panther because the way that this looks, I mean, obviously we see Namor. We see Namor flying. He has the wings on his feet. He's a he's a king, and he's a he, he's the king of Atlantis. Is it Atlantis? It is Atlantis, right? Yeah. Uh, oh, not in this no, one. I, I think no. Atlantis is DC. I think technically, 
I think technically this is something I else. what Marvel's is. I'll look and it well, up. remember okay. they're going a Mayan route with it, so I think it's called yeah. something different in, oh, it's called in Wakanda different. Forever. Yeah. Okay. I'll look that up yeah. when I keep going. Um, so basically you see the wings, you see oh. there there's some type of interaction between um um T'Challa's mother, the queen of Wakanda, and Namor. And then you see Shuri being very reflective. Everybody's being very, very reflective, but they show you something new in this trailer. And that's two things that stood out to me the most. Clips of Riri Williams, which Yo, I was like, man, man if anybody is paying cool. homage to that original Iron Man, and if anybody wants anybody wants to have a road solo war machine movie and have Ryan Coogler direct it. I'm all on board yes. for that because yes. God damn it. Cause the way yeah. that he's making like Riri, Riri Williams look in this movie, they're paying a lot of homage to the original Iron Man from the shots to the suit itself. Well, it's, it's just incredible. And yeah. it's still distinctly something different though, yep. which I really yep. appreciated. Yep. 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 It's and just Talo, a homage. Yep. And Talo Khan is what, uh, Namor's Talo kingdom Khan. is ca- called in Wakanda forever. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. Talo Khan. So yeah. there, that was the first thing. Riri, Riri Williams in her Ironheart suit, in her first uh, edition of her Ironheart suit, flying around, doing her thing, having, having a good time. The second is we get a full look at the Black Panther, our new Black Panther in the suit, which I think everybody knows is Shuri. I mean, I feel like that's the biggest thing to talk about here. I would yeah. assume it's her. Barring based any, off the design. yeah, barring any like surprises, that design of the face mask alone as alone. me going like that's Shuri. Yeah, I mean, like all, I mean, and the suit is incredible with the black and then the gold on the ribs and then the yeah. gold, the like the gold hints of gold throughout, and then you have the dots that are on Shuri's face in the first movie, um, that that are like historic, yeah. you know, uh, cultural markings that yeah. are on Shuri's face in the original. She also has that on her on this Black Panther suit as well. So where the assumption is you don't see the face, but you see this new Black Panther suit. So that was it. You just see beautiful shots. It's just a beautiful fucking thing. Yeah. And that's yeah. I will also say there are shots at the beginning of like we've seen like the celebration of everybody dressed in white. Mm-hmm. What I noticed on some of the dancers during the sequence in this trailer, they also have the same mm. dot mark, the same like cultural markings. So maybe that's trying to signify her taking over and being the one in mm. in, in charge or the mm. protector from now on. Who knows? Could who yeah. knows? Right? Because um, that was a line in the uh, that was one of the lines that I liked um, from the Queen. Was I know what you all are thinking, or I, I hear we hear what you all are saying. They've lost their protector. Yes. Um. And, and I and I was like, man, that is a hard line because yeah. that is what this whole movie is going to revolve around. I, I've heard is like different nations or different people trying to take advantage of Wakanda when the king falls. Yeah. 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 I mean, man, they set it up really well in this trailer. It looks fuck. I mean, everything that you said, it looks dope i mean we're also getting some other information about this movie that's come out recently like the actor that plays namor has indicated that he's not the villain um and he's, so, a, mutant. And he's a mutant so he is sticking yeah. true to comic book form there but also that he is not the villain that he might be the villain for part of it but at the end he doesn't come out to be the villain so we'll find out what that means but um I- yeah. And I think it's weird. I think one thing that's really striking to me about this press tour for this movie, and I, and I don't know if it's because it's carrying a lot of emotional weight 
but yeah. I feel like the the things that we're learning about Namor, I don't really feel like that would have happened like even last year, like in these mm-hmm. types of press junkets. Like yeah. I think it's really strange that he was like, Oh yeah, he's a mutant. And like that was just like a Friday news item that got yeah. passed around. And then on top of it is like, Well, I'm not really the villain. And it's like, Are you playing us? Like, is it like he's more of an antagonist? <laughs> like, okay, whatever. But like right, black Adam. I- it, it, right like i'm I'm more of an anti-hero uh, right you know like it's just it, I, what it feels like is that the, I, I don't know if if marvel is like man we gotta really like we're gonna play it safe we're playing this one safe maybe because they know they can just make bonkers like yeah. billions on this or something story-wise is coming and they they just they need people prepared for it i and to me after watching the trailer i was like like for us that watch this to uh, i don't know about you all but it was like it's very clear this trailer is dedicated to being like okay everybody Cherie's gonna be black panther mm-hmm. and we need y'all to be okay with that like yes. that was what this yeah. trailer felt like i don't know if you all got that vibe or not i i did <clears throat> and i and I feel like Marvel is getting into the business of starting to respond to the trolls, right? Because right. in a, in yeah. a way, and because a lot of the trolls, which is it's a weird thing to troll about, but there's a lot of frustration amongst fans and black fans. I will say that I've seen on my algorithm of why they didn't recast T'Challa, and yeah, the problem with you should have recasted them, you should have recasted them, or whatever, whatever, whatever. Yeah. To me, I took that reveal that felt like it wasn't supposed to happen until later. Because my my thing was, what's yeah. the difference between you showing that scene at D23 or um, at Comic-Con and then you showing that scene now? Like that that big reveal of the full I, suit and stuff like that outside of the tease. Yeah, so I, I did take it as them trying to respond. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't get that. But I also okay. wasn't really looking for it either. I think I I think the other thing was is I always kind of suspected that Shuri was going to be there. So yeah, and, me too. right. And I guess I guess I get a little worried because you're right. Like they're starting to respond to the trolls, and I feel like I feel like that's a dangerous road to go down. Yeah, like I so, I hope it. that they're not because anytime that you're trying to respond preemptively, respond to trolls, I feel like. I feel like your movie carries a little bit too much weight and has a little bit more significance. And I feel like, I don't know. I, I it feels like you're justifying. It feels like you're making excuses, right? Like it, it it's going yeah. or, or I get worried. It makes it feel like that. That's the way that it's going to come out on the other end is it's like, you don't need to say anything to them. Just let them be hateful and terrible. Like we don't, we don't need to acknowledge <laughs> them as being, as, as being anything other than that. I, I, yeah, I'm going to disagree. I, I don't know. Okay. Go, go ahead. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm just gonna I'm gonna disagree because I don't know, I don't think we live in a world where you can let that slide for too long. Like I okay. know it, you know, you we're raised to believe, you know, you gotta be the bigger person and you just kinda like you gotta turn the other cheek sometimes. But the internet is a different place. It's not a real place, mind you. Right. Um, it's a real thing that connects us all physically, but right. it's not a real place because right. everybody has an audience everybody has a fandom everybody ha- even if it's the sure. dumbest 
most inaccurate, unfactual opinion ever, somebody will believe that and they will have their own 30,000 whatever followers. And that 30,000 can seem to put a dent in it could be a small sample size to what they're seeing, what Disney is seeing versus what actually is the opinion of the majority. Does that make, is that making sense? No, it makes sense. I disagree. Oh, yeah. I, I disagree I with it, they, but it makes sense. It I don't know how they No, That's, and, and that's, yeah. that's cool. Yeah. I feel like, do we live in a world where we put celebs and we put businesses like this whole next generation is going to be completely different because they're holding mm-hmm. these businesses, oh, these companies, these people, these celebs accountable for what it is they say on their platforms and what it is they yes. do. Yes. And so I feel I, I and for those that aren't fans of these things, they have that same amount of energy to like disprove or get what they want because we have seen movies turn over and fold because of the fan reaction and fan base. Well, I think I think my 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 pushback is that I think we have to in my mind I I segment them out a little bit more. Like mm-hmm. I, I segmented out of like I think that we as a collective society should use the internet to hold people and businesses accountable for actions and and for things like that. I think that that's entirely different than like, look at what's being done with rings of power. So what happens is Amazon will release a series will release an episode. They turn off like commenting and reviewing on it for two weeks. (laughs) And then people have access to it. And what they're finding is they're not seeing a dip in their, they're not seeing the drastic dip in their numbers. And so for me, that's like a, Oh, that's not addressing the troll. That's not addressing the trolls. That's taking away their platform. And the series Mm -hmm. is not being impacted negatively Mm -hmm. going forward. So that's where I come from, from this sense of it's, it, I don't want us to, and we always, you, we have talked collectively about the pressure that Kevin Feige has been on. Talk about adding an entire other piece of pressure where not only is he trying to figure out where this movie is going, but he's also simultaneously trying to silence trolls. I don't want mm-hmm. you to worry about that. I want you to focus on like what the next well, fucking thing is. And, and uh, I don't know. Like, and I don't know. I don't know if it was yeah. for the trolls. Right. Like, yeah. I, I honestly No, don't. yeah. Yeah, me either. And yeah, it could either. be. It absolutely yeah. could be. And I think it makes a powerful statement. Also, like, I, I also, like, I think it's a moment. I, I feel like it's really important to take a moment here that, like, Wakanda Forever, obviously we had the teaser, but but this Wakanda Forever trailer, it is it is all, like, pretty much black women, like, kicking ass. Mm-hmm. Like, and I uh, yeah. have, I have not seen that in another marvel projects yeah or even a like i, I can't Most count projects. a lot like so i and i think that's pretty incredible and that's awesome and oh, i think sure. that i, I don't know from Houston. I, <laughs> I guess it's just like i'm very curious what the strategy here is for this rollout of this movie and if this is everything they're telling us this is my main point like mm. if this is everything they're telling us like what is in the like the third act of this movie like, yeah if this is what That's we're seeing for the official trailer like yeah. it like, I tell you. this is the trailer which made me raise my eyebrow and go maybe doom is here like maybe doom is in some way doing something because you got you have so much front loaded already mm-hmm. and so like this I've gone from low confidence to like low Middle, high confidence, yeah. like low medium yeah. confidence that Doom could be here. I'm still skeptical, but this trailer also informed that because it was just like, okay, like you've already like given us a lot of clues to what to expect and to be okay with. 
Mm-hmm. I, and this movie's already going to be like two hours and 40 minutes long, right? I, I think yeah. I read that too as another news piece. It's so, like, we got a lot MCU. of ground to cover. Yeah. 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 I definitely think it's doomed. Can you imagine with that tone and that cinematic feel that he's got going on with this movie in Wakanda forever? <laughs> I mean, Victor Von Doom just making his appearance in the UN, like, Oof, man. I mean, it's like, even as a metaphor, right? Like, yeah. like if you, yeah. if we're going with the traditional Doctor Doom, like uh, this, this, like this techno African nation that is so superb in so many ways, and the only threat is like, oh, it's this, it's this white guy from Latveria who's mm-hmm. like trying to like make this white German. Here. I trying mean, to take over their resources. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty thematically on point and what a message to send. Um, right. Trying to pit other people against each other, by the way. Right. Um, that could be a great <laughs> metaphor. Like, there's a lot of layers and lenses you could add to that. And I could, I, I would be into that. I, st- I don't know. I still think it's too early for Doom, but I guess we'll see. The last thing I'll say is that, like, the only thing that I feel like is my reservation that it's not Doom is that I know that there are other Kang variants that are just floating mm. out there. So yeah, could be a king. Okay. Yeah, could be a king. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's we, the yeah. only part of me that isn't like all in on the Doctor Doom speculation. Is that like it could be a king? Like, there's a it could be you, a king floating out there. Here's what I here's what I oh, okay. Sorry, we got other stuff to get to. I know. Say we, this, I mean, yeah. The the only reason I don't I the only reason I'm skeptical about Kang is because he'll get his in Ant Man three right. Right. Yes. My, the, the other thing is the tone of a character. Is yeah. Kang really a Wakanda forever type of character? Do you introduce that multiverse madness in this kind of Black Panther in Wakanda forever? Or do you introduce something a little bit more, um, uh, I don't want to say Earth-based, a little bit more grounded, I guess, oh, is, sure. the, is the phrase that I'm trying to say. By Victor Von Doom is more a one-liner fix of this motherfucker walks through and says, Victor, good to see you again. The, and mean, that's it. <laughs> or not even saying it. It's just a CIA photo. It's just a CIA Just like photo. Blade and Eternals. Yeah, just like Blade yeah. and in, in the in the Eternals. Like him just hearing his voice in the background and everybody yeah. was like, yeah. oh shit. So oh, I just man. feel like it could be that. I, Kang would be nice though because from what I've seen in that Ant-Man 3 leak, Jesus Christ. Yeah, I, yeah, I didn't get to see it before that one place took it down. Ooh, so geez. yeah, it was pretty incredible. Um, right. Looking forward to it. Brian, before we pivot into Hocus Pocus, you had an update about yes. a Secret Wars director. What do you yes. Uh, so yeah, we we won't be, there's nothing to get too exhaustive here. Uh, we are going to get to Hocus Pocus too. Uh, but the oh, big yeah. one of the big items today for us, and if you follow us for all of your comics news, this is going to be big news in your world. So oh, Avengers man. Secret Wars has its lead screenwriter and that is michael waldron that's not a household name that's it that, is that's not. okay because he was the showrunner for loki he was the lead writer for loki for that entire season and you may know his work from dr strange multiverse of madness and he was the writer on that as well so he is tapped as the lead screenwriter for secret wars uh and so that 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 is the only headline i'm reading this from variety we'll we'll link back to it in the episode description yep uh he's also working on a, on a new star wars movie with kevin feige so this guy this guy's doing a lot okay. right now cool. uh and really this is this is it that's the story the story is the headline okay. and uh and yeah i have feelings but before i get into my feelings gentlemen how do you feel about that 
I mean, it could go either way. Yeah. yeah. I mean, what a I, fucking spectrum. I feel like he, yeah, that's kind of how I feel about it too. It's like, man, fucking season one of Loki was awesome. But then there's yeah. this also part of this that's like, but Multiverse of Madness wasn't like a home home run. No, it like, was a fan service movie to me. I'm kind of either. I'm kind of like on I the feel fence like still. I, Multiverse of Madness. I don't feel like I can get uh, all three of us can't agree on how we feel about it. I feel no, like. no, no. Same uh, with Thor I, Love and Thunder, right? Because I think we true. were on the same page with Thor Love and Thunder for the most part. And then yeah. the rest of the world was kind of like, yeah, but fuck those guys on the podcast. Yeah, because that's, this a, is that's a perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, I don't, yeah I don't know. it's it's really conflicted feelings. Like I Multiverse of Madness, like is the most recent work. So I'm just really curious what the decision was of like you saw Multiverse of Madness, you're like, this is the guy. This is the guy to do Secret Wars to cap off yeah. 37 franchises or 30, sorry, 37 well, I, movies I, at this point. Like, woof, like okay. This yeah. I think that this goes with my theory about Secret Wars. Um, and Which, that, that, that I think Secret Wars is just a homage movie. I think Secret yeah. Wars is not something to be really taken. It is taken serious, but you're you're going to kind of get a, a no way home feel with this. Like you bring black. Yeah, you bring back Wesley Snipes and Mahar- Mahershala Ali. Right. Like at the same time, you bring back oh, Jesus. Hugh Jackman and a new Wolverine at the same time. So like yep. you. You close off all of those old Fox properties that we used to have. Yeah. Yeah. You even bring a new Fantastic Four with the yeah. old Fantastic Four at the same time. And not the not fan fantastic, the one before. No, that one gets buried. Um, in not the, the Miles Teller. They don't fantastic want to remember that one. That one got lost in the um Quantumania. But yep. um so I, I do think that this is like a homage movie of some sort that they'll yeah. bring back because they saw how much money you make with uh No Way I, Home. Yeah. I mean I hope not, but Me you too. are probably right. Like I hope because of my love of the storyline of Secret Wars, I will be disappointed if it is just fan service and homage. Like I'm going to fucking hate that. So I hope too. that that's not the case. And I mean that in the like for me, that's not going to do it. If other people and be really excited by that, but I am not pumped if that's the way they're going to go with it. I mean, I, I feel like you got you have 37 movies. You got 37 movies oh you got to balance going into this movie and following up Kang's dynasty. And 20 TV shows at that point in time. <laughs> I, I, so and this so here's why I'm optimistic on one hand is that this guy pretty much this guy pretty much has his hand on the wheel for the multiverse. That's true. I, this is the guy who Great built point. it out, who built the rules and made it work in Loki. And then played by those rules in Doctor Strange. I don't know. Obviously, my knock against Doctor Strange, as longtime listeners will know, is how Wanda was treated. And so taking that part out of it, taking all the Wanda stuff out of it, the multiverse stuff mostly lands for me. I feel like he could have gone further, but it mostly lands for me. And I feel like if that's if that's going to be the basis of secret wars is like, Oh, this stuff is so weird and twisted. Then yeah, I guess this is your guy. And if it's going to be like what Marcus is saying, this kind of fan servicey, like everybody's fighting their variants or whatever. And it's Marshall Ali and <laughs> Wesley Snipes. Like, oh, yeah, people will go. I mean, like Say I can just imagine now the casting announcement for secret wars when it's like, Hey, remember, remember 2000 X-Men they're all coming back. Like mm-hmm. I, I social mm-hmm. media would be, 
ablaze with that for the last week. Like, so I mean, I think you might be right, Marcus. So I I don't know. To your point, Brian, he did. I mean, if his screenplay or his script was the one that introduced the idea of an incursion, so it makes sense that they are going to pick up the major theme and reason behind Secret Wars even happening and saying, like, you introduced it. How does this close out? Like, do we need to keep worrying about these? Does it get really bad? Show us a bad one, like, is basically how it is. I think if one thing that really is going to be a deciding factor in this is going to be who the lead is in this. Does this story follow Doctor Strange? Does it follow a team? Does it follow Spider-Man? Like picking this, like what does, is it Captain Marvel? I, you know, like, I don't know. I think that is going yeah. to determine which route that this goes. Um, and if you really do get a fan service or do you really get a good storyline? also think he could just be writing it, but the director, if... Let's say Ryan Coogler is the one who gets to direct. True. Yeah. Good I mean, point. you can write a good story, but shooting that motherfucker is going to be absolutely I mean, different than what it's going to be different than well, uh, was, who who was the director for Multiverse of Madness? Sam uh, Raimi. My God, Sam, Sam Raimi. Going to feel completely different. Than oh, yeah. Yeah. Because the story was never the problem, I guess. It was just kind of some of the. Sam Raimi was trying to make it said. weird. Like no, he was like, and Sam like, Raimi was not the issue, in my opinion, for Multiverse no, of Madness. No, like, no. his style was perfect for it, yeah. I thought. But um, there were also moments where he's like, how can I make this weirder? Like, yeah, <laughs> which is fine. Very much my bag, but like... Look, and yeah. I understand I'm tilted towards Wanda. I understand that. I still think, though, like, I, it's a very interesting choice, and I, I think it does give us clues as to what to expect from Secret Wars. I would so agree I'm, This movie's coming out in 2025. We'll have plenty we of other episodes of to talk about it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there will be a period in about three years where we go, where is all of this going? We know Secret Wars. Yeah, I mean, yeah. this... We're going to, this is, everything's, life is a cycle, it's a circle, everybody. Like, we're going to make it back to the same point. (laughs) Speaking of a circle. We still won't have a shit together. (laughs) I mean, I would. Maybe. I'm always, I'm always hopeful, but it's for your sake. I'm always hopeful, but it's for your sake. Um, But speaking of circles, we Mm -hmm. need to talk about the sequel to the 1993 classic Hocus Pocus. Yes, we do. Hocus Pocus 2. So we kind of called an audible and yes, we, did. we sort of said like, let's watch Hocus Pocus two for the, for the pod. And we gave it a watch. And so I do, I have a couple of like facts about the original Hocus Pocus that I think yes. are very interesting that I found. Like, did you know that this movie was technically a flop? Like, Actually, the original Hocus Pocus was a flop. I know that it was not well received by critics. That's all Brian, I know. I did not know it was a flop. It lost sixteen point five million dollars of nineteen ninety three money. You're kidding! No, Dang it couldn't. They could not get a theatrical success. Essentially, the only reason why this movie became such a cult classic was because in the mid to late nineties, it was rebroadcast on ABC and Disney Channel religiously. Like mm-hmm. ev- like they played it multiple times in October. Mm-hmm on ABC and Disney channel. And then when Freeform or when the, what was Freeform, the fam, I don't know what Freeform uh, it was. ABC family, ABC family. Yes. And then the cable version Freeform came yeah. out and they did their 13 nights of Halloween. And it was always uh-huh. like the second to last one. And oh, that's where they basically rediscovered this entire movie. So that's, that's my first fast fact. You are also correct. People did not like this movie like as yeah. a movie when it came out. Um, 
Someone said it's on oh. Rotten Tomatoes. It has a 38% approval rating out Damn. of 58 views. Can I um, chime in really please. quick? So you said it lost 16 million. Like it had a deficit of 16 million when it debuted mm -hmm. in 93. Yeah. So I put yeah. that into an inflation calculator, smart yeah. asset. Damn. That's thirty million two thousand twenty-two dollars. So like, if that was today, this would be like a scorching. This would be a hot stone. You wouldn't touch this. Like, you wouldn't even put it on streaming. <laughs> I didn't know there was a website that did that. That is incredible. Yes, yeah. yes. And Roman in the chat in our Patreon, one of our greatest Patreon uh, supporters here. They're watching Hocus Pocus right now. As yeah. as we look at this as synergy. we speak. So is this Inception? To give Love you some it. like give you some reviews, Gene Siskel for the Chicago Tribune at the time said it was quote a dreadful witch's comedy, with the only tolerable moment coming when Bette Midler presents a single song. Roger Ebert <laughs> in the Chicago Sun Times gave it a one star out of a possible four, writing that quote it was a confusing cauldron in which there is a great activity but little progress and a lot of hysterical shrieking. Um, <laughs> other quotes are okay. That that quote goes hard. Yeah, <laughs> that one's good. Other quotes are um, it's a pretty lackluster affair. Um, yeah, man, basically. Someone said Tyler Burr of Entertainment Weekly gave it a C minus, calling it an acceptable, scary, silly kid fodder that adults will only find mildly amusing. Oh no, that yeah. kids will that adults will only find mildly insulting. <laughs> so that's Hocus Pocus one. That's what I found because I, I was very curious because we did in the Wagner House. We watched Hocus Pocus. We waited wow. thirty minutes. We watched Hocus Pocus. <laughs> You're dedicated. Too. Back to back. Wow, I did not back do that. to back. That's, That's what impressive. we did with Hocus Pocus. Wow, back uh, to back. <laughs> was that a Drake reference for Hocus Pocus? Marcus, you know I'm on my Drake references. All right, exactly okay, I, I love reference. it. Okay, love it. Um, just making sure. But Marcus, uh, you need to give us your barbershop summary <laughs> for Hocus Pocus two. <laughs> um, okay, so what had happened was um, the the. This is an origin story for the three witches and their sisterhood. So you ever seen the sisterhood of the traveling pants or traveling pants of the sisterhood? Yep, sisterhood of the traveling pants. Sisterhood of the traveling pants, same thing, but witches, right? Okay. So basically, this movie revolves around the relationship of the three witches. They give you like a little sneak peek of when it, when they first became witches and how they got their powers. First of all, who... I might be out of touch, but who is that fine ass lady in the beginning? That first witch that gives them powers. Oh, do you mean oh. the woman from Ted Lasso? Yeah, she. I was... don't know who she is. I'm gonna look up her name. You're gonna I'm... love Ted Listen, Lasso. The <laughs> way she was looking, episode. I said, "Well, goddamn, bewitch <laughs> me, goddamn it, because that's <laughs> it. That's where I want to be. Where it is, she's twiddling between her fingers. I want to be that." That's what I want to be. Marcus so, is a-okay walking into a dark forest, by the oh, way, and running into a malevolent yes. witch entity. Running Got into it. four Salem white women in the forest. I'll do that for that witch. Yeah, absolutely. I will do that's that shit all day incredible. long. That's, say, that's saying so, something. <laughs> that says, that says yeah. a lot. Knowing that's, me, Brian, that's, that says a lot. That's a lot. <laughs> So anyway, there's this there's this story, right? And so there's these three sisters. They get these powers from this magical witch. She tells them how powerful they can be, but there's one spell you don't do, and that's magical maxima. Don't do that because you'll nobody no witch does that. So then basically they fast forward, and we all know how the original Hocus Pocus ends. They blow, they don't get 
to the flame in time. They don't get the powers that they need in time, and they go kapoof, and they disappear. So it's it's said that the magical shop owner saw these three witches disappear, but you don't know that, and he helped bring them back by making a new black candle with a with a black flame, and so that a virgin will light it. There's also some weird underlying storyline about a new witch on the block that everybody knows she's a new witch. I didn't, I, I missed, I must have missed an introduction there because it was kind of assumed she was, she was already a witch. I, I missed something, but she's black. So I was like, yeah, go ahead, get your, get, Becca, your thing. played by Whitney Peak. Is that who you're talking about? Yep, yep. Okay, yep. Yeah. I, yeah. That was just kind of assumed in the movie. It was yeah. kind of, a, they kept calling her witches and she was like, yeah, it's my birthday. We've got a coven and we're going to the forest because I'm drawn here. And everybody was like, kind of like, okay, yeah, girl, it's Halloween. It's your season. <laughs> so it was like, all right. So then they go and and they go to the forest and they, he, they get the candle from their friend who is the shop owner. He gets them to light the candle because a virgin has to light the candle. Gets them to light the candle the again and boom, the three witches come back um and so they they come back they're they're like we're here again and we're not gonna let we're not gonna die this time so they in the flashback they talk about the um town i forgot what the position mayor? is the town mayor uh, yeah the mayor yeah. who who back then was also a mayor so his bloodline is also now the mayor of this timeline just a goofy guy who wants his candy apple um and it basically revolves around friendship in real the the the, the new witch becca <laughs> lost one of their friends they have like a three person friend group they lost one because she was always hanging with a boyfriend and they feel like they got disconnected and the three witches uh in the in the in the um i was about to say stepford wives what is the sisters the coven sanderson sisters oh the sanderson, sanderson. Um, sisters the sanderson sisters are all connected and all this other stuff like that so they got to figure out their issues and figure out their problem and they realize at the base of it all family and friendship is the most important thing to them and yeah i mean that's basically is that i mean it's, the yeah. movie. this that's is a movie. this is a movie about it's important to have friends like that's yeah. that's it's in 90 minutes I, yeah yeah which is yeah. which is which is fine um yeah. and marcus the actress you are looking for um roman had it in the chat but the name is hannah waddingham waddingham thank you. Um, thank you roman Yep, Hannah Waddingham. And so okay. she's incredible. She's in every episode of Ted Lasso. Um yep. and I I yep. she's great. So um I want to give you all some some I want to give you some rundown of uh this particular um the cast. So Bet Midler, Bet Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker, and Kathy Najimy um yep. come back as the Sanderson sisters. Mm -hmm. Whitney Peak plays Becca. Belissa Escobedo plays Izzy. Lilia Buckingham plays Cassie. Um, Froy Gutierrez plays Mike, which is the you know the relationship that Cassie's in. Then Sam Richardson plays Gilbert. Doug Jones, who was Billy Butcherson in the original Hocus Pocus, comes back as Billy Butcherson. Yes, yet again. Um, and then Tony Hale is the mayor overall. Y so, yes, he is. Which and again, he he was great. I love me some Tony Hale. Yeah. Um. But gentlemen, uh, what did you all think about this particular movie? Thoughts from you all about what you liked, what you didn't. Uh, where do you want me to start? I mean, I mean, wherever you want to. That's the beauty of our own <laughs> podcast. You start wherever you want. I'm I'm gonna let Brian start because I feel like I'm all over the place now that I've slept on this movie. Okay. And. Yeah, I'm gonna let Brian start. Also, I mean, oh, I, they, I, <laughs> Doug is, I think, flashing pictures of 
Oh no, I, that is our producer. That is Marcus flashing those pictures. Oh, it is not oh, okay. me. Okay, don't mind me, um, gentlemen. Just my keep talking, huh? Keep talking. This is working. Marcus <laughs> is everyone developing a new kink over here. Flashing <laughs> pictures of the witch. Uh, okay, you yeah. and all my witches. Yes. Uh, yeah. There's there's pictures of Hannah wetting him just on our. All right, here we go. Cool. Uh, yeah. Anyway, honestly, I I didn't have a ton of thoughts. Like this is. A, a very serviceable and good movie for Halloween to watch like with children. Like I, I, I don't know how else to phrase it. Like you can enjoy it on its own. Like as an adult, I laughed out loud, like during parts of it. Like there's a, there's a part where like they do the fish out of water thing and the witches go to Walgreens oh, and they yeah. don't understand anything. And the kids like, uh, so Becca played by Whitney peak is trying to like trick them into thinking that like, Oh no, like we ground up all the children and we put them in these containers and Walgreens. And that's why it says youth on this aisle. And I just thought, okay, that's funny. Like that's really, like really macabre humor, like really horrific humor, yeah. but it's funny because you know, it's not true. Um, so like that stuff worked for me, that stuff. Hilarious. Also anything with Tony Hale made me laugh. I just think he's a really good physical actor. Uh, yeah, uh, Doug great. actually got me hooked on Tony Hale because he's of the rest of development. Doug is the reason that I love yeah. Arrested Development. So, like, it was just really cool to see him. And then Sam Richardson, you've seen him in a ton of stuff. Uh, Veep, and I think you should leave. He's He's been on there. And he was he was fun. Like, he had some fun hijinks. Uh, but, no, like, it's a good, like, what this feels like to me is, like, people are like, oh, I don't like scary movies, but I want to, like, celebrate, you know, scary mm, yeah. season. This is good. Yeah. Um, Sam, uh, Sam Richardson, actually, he had a series on comedy central called Detroiters that he did with he did. Oh, what's the guy's name from? I think you should leave Tim Robinson Tim Robinson. So he and Tim Robinson had a show that they worked in an ad agency in Detroit and they, and so he's very funny. Like his style of comedy is very yeah. funny. He's good. I mean, here's, I think, look, I am <laughs> on record as not being, a hocus pocus person like that is yes that is not that, clear. that is not my go-to halloween movie it does not like <laughs> tap into the the nostalgia for me i was ostensibly six when that movie came out so like and we didn't really have cable so it's not like something i watched i remember seeing it oh, like on vhs or something I, but i went with my parents to the theater yeah so <laughs> i don't i mean for me if you want me to get a, a really scary movie about witches I'm going to watch The Witches because that movie terrified, terrified <laughs> oh, me. This to my is core. not I'm a scary Twitches, movie. Like, you know what? At here's, all. here's another gem about the original. It was supposed to be and it was pitched to Steven Spielberg as a scary movie, but it Get was being out. pitched to Disney and to Amblin Entertainment at the same time. And basically because Disney kind of helped produce it, Steven said, fuck that. I don't work with Disney. And so it went with Disney. And then in the production process, they dumbed it down and made it more of a co comedy than a horror movie. It was supposed to be scarier. There's record that the original is supposed to have like 22 more minutes with the witches in it. Wow. So anyway, wow. that's hilarious to me. This just feels like a nostalgia train. Like, and, and the part a little are, bit, this part, the parts that are a nostalgia train for me didn't land. Cause I'm kind of like, yeah. okay, cool it's a very not a similar story i also think that i really i i actually liked the story with the kids in this one more than i liked the story with the kids in the original so i'd yeah, say I the agree, stuff around the kids is much much better the witches i mean cool i would have liked 
for Hannah Waddingham's character to come back, not just because of yeah. like just her look as a witch, like separate from how how just pretty she is as a human being. Like, <laughs> yes, Marcus, thank you for chiming in. But like, <laughs> <laughs> so if, for those of you that don't know, we literally got like a Hatting a Hannah Waddington mm. slideshow. Um, I think that overall, I think. I would have liked that to circle back. I felt like it was really kind of odd to introduce the bird that comes in and crowns new witches and then just to not touch it again. And they kind of hinted at it because when um, when Becca's riding her bike to school, you can see a crow flying overhead. And I'm like, oh, shit, like she's going to run in to the same witch. Yeah. Yeah. But then she doesn't. And I'm like, oh, so we're literally never going to see her again. And I was like, well, I wanted the crow payoff. I, gentlemen, I, I wanted the crow payoff. <laughs> gentlemen, gentlemen, gentlemen. Did you happen to see the post credit scene? Oh, there's a post credit scene. No. Yeah, oh, a post -credit no. Scene. I have to, I'm going to go tell my wife immediately. There's a post credit scene. It's very quick. It's a black cat jumping on counters inside of the store. Of course. And you see this box titled BC number three. Black Candle three. Oh. Yeah. So <laughs> do with that information what you will. Next year. Yeah. <laughs> do, do with that information what you will, crow or no crow. Don't shoot the messenger. I'm just from Houston, okay? Doug is that's just that's, that's all Doug that the, he just looks tired. Like he just looks so tired. Yeah. <laughs> what yeah. story are you gonna and guess, tell? And, like, and what, guess what, what is well, you left? bring the witches back. You bring the witches Doug, back and you have on. a new witch. Come on, Doug. There's a whole, can there's you? A whole thing here. Because they yeah. evaporated into weird spooky mist. So can well, they come back? Yeah. Okay, so I don't want to get dark. Magic. But here's the situation. Fuck. If in right. if let's say that this movie is successful, okay. They, they do a sequel. They want to do a sequel anyway. That that last credit scene could be a we're going to leave it open. Now, if something happens with one of the witches, let's say get sick, die, God forbid, or contract Actresses. negotiations fail. I mean, we're seeing the same thing with the, the actor who played General Ross, right? Like, yeah. you have to start okay. preparing. If you're going to keep bringing these characters back like and bringing these older movies back, you have to have in the back of your mind a a break the glass in case of an emergency plan. Okay, well, right. I mean, and I feel like you introduce three new witches for them to possibly become the new Sanderson sisters, Bette but Midler, good witches instead. Bette Midler was born in 1945. Everybody, so she well, is she is 75 years old. I wonder and how much they paid her to fucking crushing it. By the way, like I looked at <laughs> Brittany and I both. Brittany and I both looked at each other. She's like, "How old is she?" I was like, "God damn, she was born in 1945." Yeah. She's like, "Oh, so she's like in her mid 70s." I was like, she "Yeah, she led a musical awesome. number in this. Like, yeah, she's she absolutely slaying it." My dad's 73, and he does not even look remotely close to as good as Bette Midler looks. No <laughs> shots at Joe Wagner, but those are just that real is definitely bats. a shot at Joe Wagner. You can't say no shots after taking a shot. <laughs> well, it's my dad, and I'm confident no, that he's true. not going to make it to hour one, true. one, one hour thirty. 
13 minutes into this podcast. That's why we have timestamps. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send it to old Joe. You should. You should be Joe. like, hey, hey, hour 13 in. Go, go, to one, in. go to one hour, 14 minutes, and 10 seconds and listen to what your shithead son your sons said about you. Your son's over there talking shit about you, huh, Joe? We shared soup Minneapolis, Joe. I'm That's not going to let that shit go. <laughs> anyway. Shit. Uh, anyway, I mean, so here's okay. my I mean, I've, I mean, it's a magic movie for kids, Doug. There's so that is also ways. true. It is a magic movie for back. children. It is a magic yes. movie for children. And in that, in that, guys, and and then the other thing is, is that if this is the if the lesson from this movie is like, hey, like even as you get older, hold on to your friends because they're important. We need more yeah. of that out there. So I am. You're absolutely right. That's a fact. I I, I, mean, I, I don't know. I'm with Doug. This is not my go-to movie. Um. No. So there's that. This is I'm not gonna deliberately rewatch this movie. I, no. I do like the actors <laughs> and the and the acting choices in them. Yeah, I think that everybody was selected well to oh, surround yeah. very well casted like, some legends. Yeah, like your cast is great to surround three legends in their own right. That's it. Well, flop or not, like you said, it's a classic. Whether it's a it cult classic or a regular classic, it's a hocus pocus is a class is a classic, and they did their best to pay homage to the original while also introducing just an entirely new audience. They did some of the same. They did a musical number like they did in the first one. They, they, they sure did, did the walk when they did the walk. Oh my God. That's the walk from the original <laughs> Hocus Pocus. And it's like, okay, cool. And the first one, the storyline was a little bit dry, lackluster for me in the first Hocus Pocus. Same. Yeah. Because you just had three kids running around and the whole joke is the virgin lit the candle. That is the right. joke for that's, like 20 yeah, right. minutes of that fucking movie. And no, not to it. It's just it was the '90s, and everything is yeah, extra that is '90s creamy. in that yeah. goddamn movie. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I don't know how to describe. Like if if my if we're talking about Doug's dad made me making it to the one hour mark. Like if my kids ever find these and listen to it, I don't know how to explain to people that didn't grow up in the '90s. Like no, like being a virgin was like a typical joke across yeah. like many movies and TV series, and I don't know why like i don't know if it was like we got to this edgy point in tv or movies yeah. and like that was the joke or like but it's weird it is weird mm-hmm. <laughs> i feel like yeah. i should say that it is weird mm-hmm. and i don't know why the 90s fixated on it because you look at 2000s media it's not there to me not as it's, much, it's, no. it's it's not really there it might be a b mm-hmm. plot somewhere but it's not it's never front and center like that was that was it was in every from tv to movies that same friends i'm sure it was in seinfeld i mean yeah i mean there was a big there was a big like especially because of the look the original like male lead in hocus pocus he had this sort of like i don't want to call it a grunge look but he definitely had Uh, like a like a rebel sort of type of feeling to him and i think there was this big piece of like at that time of like you can't control the youth. Like they're going to do what they're going to do. Oh, and yeah. You know where mm-hmm. your kids are. I mean, remember we're coming off of the eighties and what Nancy you Reagan would say, which are. is that's, <laughs> I mean, that was her message. It's like, do you know where your kids are right now? Like, and yep. so yep. they, 
there was a big part of like we need i'm sure there was a big part of like yeah this is gonna hit for kids in that like 9 to 12 age range yeah we need to capture the 14 to yeah, 18 year olds and if we kind of hint that like you shouldn't be a virgin because you might bring witches back i mean we're not gonna say it but come on right like um then we can then we can get them for sure so yeah imagine the message of your movie is y'all should fuck so we keep us safe from the witches. <laughs> and it's like, like that's why do your part it's- bonkers to me that's an a plot in a 93 pg movie yes. like yeah. c- like obviously i it went over my head i didn't ask my parents about it, it. was I super high funny sexual witches. attention too yeah yeah like the the between the two leads they make it very like he's f- very heavily flirting with the female lead oh, because well, yeah. he's a boy oh, and well, hormones are high yeah. and he doesn't want her to know that he's a virgin so he was like you want to take the you want to light the candle first, trying to find out if she's a virgin. Like, you ain't slick, boy. We know that's my move. I, I discovered that move. And then the other thing that's really funny is that she was everywhere as the romantic interest. So she was yeah. the romantic interest in the movie about soccer with Rodney Dangerfield called was Ladybugs. She really? what was, wow. She was also the romantic interest on a series of Home Improvement. Like remember that '90s sitcom? Wow, yeah, Fun. I love Home Improvement. Are we talking about? Are we Birch talking about uh, Thora Thora Birch? Am I getting this right? In the original Hocus Pocus? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. And fun fact: They actually the Hocus Pocus movie and Home Improvement shot on the same lot across from one another. That's so hilarious. The kids from Home Improvement would go over to Hocus Pocus, and they'd go over there, and they just fucking like hang out. Like that's, that's just amazing. What they did. Um, that makes anyway, me she also looked very mature. I like there was a significant right? age yes. difference in the original. Like she almost looked like she could have been like 20 while he was like maybe 16, 17, actually. And that's it was, the, something was off. And to bring it back to Hocus Pocus, too, I will say yes. they did a great job with casting with this one. Like, oh, yes, my God. Yes, the kids were yeah. fucking aw- like yeah. they captured them like perfectly. Like they yeah. were such a great like casting and i would say everybody in this movie that is like a prominent role does awesome so like they do I what they're supposed it, to do yeah um, even the the boyfriend who's supposed to be a bully but he's not really a bully he's like just a dumb bully. dumb he, he I, got I like appropriate screen time he had appropriate yes. screen mm-hmm. time and then i got rid of him great I, great choice i do feel like this movie also really leaned into some of the premises of the first one so they really yeah. did try to follow the rules like they fucking talked about salt to no end oh, in this movie yeah. and so if you came I, into this not yeah. knowing like hocus pocus one they did just enough to be like no 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 this is yeah. good magic and that was oh, it like i i on. totally like when they put down the salt i was like what the what the hell it makes like, well, yeah. salt duh and like we just moved on she didn't <laughs> explain it to me she was like well yeah it's salt like it like now you know it's like okay sure yeah. got it all right moving yeah. on well th- that was my problem with the movie so two things not a problem two things i noticed they significantly tried to dumb down the scary in this movie. Oh, so this movie the original not, Hocus yeah. Pocus was almost significantly three times scarier when it came to makeup, the look, the tone, the feel. It was more it was darker. Eerie. It, it was, was darker. Eerie. eerie. Yeah, eerie. That's a better I, word. This time, like the witches even... just go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. I want to hear what you I want to hear what you what you got. It, it was just more like environmental stuff. Like I always yeah. like to me, like Hocus Pocus, it was just like, this is creepy. But then you saw the Sanderson sisters and you're like, nah, it's funny. Like that. Yeah. That was always the balance. But go ahead. I want to hear what you and have to say. No, like Billy Butcherson. 
uh, kind of the same thing. Like in in the mm-hmm. first one, he was like really scary as a dead guy, this dead right. guy that came from a grave. This one, his makeup's a little bit lighter, and his stitches yes. aren't really stitches; they just look like you know string over the mouth, so it doesn't yep. seem scary. So they definitely toned down the scary and up the funny for this movie. Yeah, which, I would understandable. Say that. I would also yeah. say in the first movie, um, when you watch it, you think that they might actually eat a child. But then yes. when I watched <laughs> they this, did. They were sucking on her soul. Yeah, they, I mean, they talked about smelling children. But in yeah. this one, I was like, no, you won't. Like, no. they kept saying, like, oh, we need to eat children. I was like, you're not going to fucking even come close because there's a bunch <laughs> of them hanging out and you are making <laughs> no attempt. So I there was a big <laughs> like I, I, and maybe and again, maybe this movie isn't for me if like I'm talking to you mid movie and going yeah. like, no, you won't. Like, you're not going to do that at all. Um, we may or may not have just lost Marcus, but yeah, we'll, find, we'll out. find out. So, ladies we'll and gentlemen, out. it is what it is. So, yeah, I don't know. That's that's just kind of where it's where I was at. Yeah, Brian. No, I I mean, I think I, I I I I think your analysis is spot on. I mean, this this movie it went straight to streaming for a reason. Like, obviously, oh, yeah. they didn't want to like worry about the box office or anything like that. I I can't think of a better case. Really, I can't think of a more True. perfect use case for like making a sequel to an old movie and putting it on streaming. Well, like, they even I think they even tested trying to like I think they had sufficient data, like not just like 1993 data, but <laughs> yeah. back like in October during the pandemic, I think it was October of 2020, they tried yeah. to like re-release Hocus Pocus into theaters. Did they really? And it came out like shortly either before or after Tenet. And it made like $1.7 million in the box office. Wow. And I, I think mean, that was enough for them to go. Yeah, they didn't show up for the original and that's a cult classic. So they're right. not going to show up for this. So just put it yeah. in spending, which is fine. Uh, well, and I think I and not to always make it about what's next for streaming, but I just feel like that this is a really good test example of like a post I, I don't know the right way to say it, but like we're not at the peak of COVID anymore. No. And so I feel like the lessons learned here, I feel like this is a good lesson learned of like, hey, if this movie's going to skew more towards kids, we're not going to get those dollar bucks uh, from the theater. Like, you know, you're not going to drag your family of four or whatever no. to go spend $50 just on tickets just to go see Hocus Pocus 2. But if we make it a value add for Disney Plus and 100%. they clamp down on those production costs because i don't know if you noticed but like when they were in the forest i'm like this is clearly a soundstage like this is oh yeah that was a soundstage with like a giant i doubt it was volume but it felt like volume light in the background and i I could look past it because like i know where to look for this stuff the ambiance was good enough too like that i i mean i'm not i'm trying to listen to either what the two girls are talking about when they're in the (laughs) forest or i'm trying to figure out what's going to happen now that they're about to do Magica yeah. Maxima. So right. I, there's well, no, I'm not worried about it. So, and, and the kid, the kid leads, they, they were great. And I feel yeah. like they did exactly what they were supposed to do. Like this, this movie did what it set out to do. And no, oh, I probably Thomas. wouldn't have selected this movie if I did not have a influential force, such as my wife in my life. But I knew I was going to be watching this anyway. 
Um, but yeah. you know, I, I think, uh, yeah, like it, it did set out what it was going to do. I am, <laughs> I wish Marcus was here having a third movie of this makes so much sense that I, I hate it, but yeah. like, it's, I mean, yeah. like you get those three back together. Um, you know, the, the three lead, witches. I know Sarah and Jessica Parker's in there. We got Ben Midler and I'm totally blanking on the third one. My Marcus flashed in. Marcus, are you with us? Yeah, man, I must have been talking bad about these witches because they did my computer just <laughs> shut the hell off. Yeah, oh, that's right. Uh, um, and, and Kathy Najimi. There we go. We were talking about Tell the that the that the seat that the third movie makes so much sense that it's like offensive that like that they actually yeah. have. Oh um, yeah, yeah. In oh, two yeah. years, this will we'll, we'll be on the merry-go-round. We're gonna together. do it again. I mean, yeah, yeah like, we'll do it again. I do have yeah. a question, Brian. I have a question for for you. Hello, Maggie. Being a huge like original Hocus Pocus fan, yeah. How did she take the movie? She enjoyed it. Like okay. she she enjoyed seeing those characters going through a different story. And I, we talked. To, I, we had a conversation with family over on Sunday, and a lot of the feedback that I heard from like this is all anecdotal, but people really liked the origin part, like with the okay. kids in Salem. Like in 1700 Salem, like they really liked hearing that story and having that set up. And like looking back, I'm like, that's almost like one of the strongest parts of the movie. Cause like yeah, it, yeah. it's, I don't know, it's no, it just kind of feels like no strings attached. And you have this like weird, I don't know how to describe it, but like three stooges type physical humor, which yeah. like totally works for these three characters. And it's funny. And I, I, I like it unironically. Like, I think it's actually like well done and funny. Yeah. Um, and so that's what I mean. A lot of people like that. They liked that Salem part of it and then yeah. following up on it. Um, so that that was kind of what I heard from folks that also watched it. Yeah, I did a little bit of research. So I did I a little it. bit of polling. So Sweet. there's a former colleague of mine and Marcus's, Kara Olson. She works up at South Dakota State University. Oh, fun. And she is a yeah. like she is a huge fan. Shout out to Kara. Okay. Huge fan of Hocus Pocus. Like it is. That's just it's just it, it's something that is just the way she described it is she said there's a kitchen, a time and place attached to the film that for me has created a strong emotional attachment. So she is like. Okay. all hmm. in on Hocus Pocus. And so I asked her, I said, like, have you watched it? What did you think? And this is what she said. She said the storyline for Hocus Pocus 2 wasn't significant, wasn't significantly different, though they added in some intentional cringe comedy and a blessedly diverse cast. Um, she really liked the creativity in the backstory. That was like a delightful ad. And yeah. overall, it was sort of like campy and playing to a market, but it exceeded the expectations. So yeah. I think that that's, that's probably very a very thorough, valid review. I, I mean, Absolutely. that's probably the most concise thing. That, yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, just shut job. the pocket. That's down. the most that's concise it. thing you yeah. can say. That's great. Yeah. Like you, so, it's, it can be more, it can like us, us watching this movie. Brian said it right before the podcast started. We watched Hocus Pocus 2 and this is kind of out of our wheelhouse. Like this is a movie <laughs> that isn't really supposed to be reviewed. I think you're just supposed to enjoy it for I mean, what it is. I like, think that's very true. And and it's like it's not even bad for what it is. Is is it for me, Marcus J. Destin? Hell no, <laughs> not probably not. But I do for it's me. It's for me for different reasons. The diverse cast. That was the next thing I was going to be is was going to say was yeah. I yes. love a black female young witch lead. Absolutely, all day long, and that doesn't matter to everyone as we know. But right, to yeah. me, I supported the movie because of that, and she did good. She held her own. 
Yeah, she, did she was awesome. I, no, and she was great. And I, I, the other thing I enjoyed about this too was that it, it. Sometimes when Disney does this, I feel like they're like, "Hey, did you see? Did you see that there is a black lead in this regular movie?" And it's like, and she yeah, has we, an Asian friend. Yes, yes, we we do. And I feel like representation is important, but I do sometimes oh, feel like like they border on tokenization. This yeah. movie did not do that nope. at all. It was just like, nah here's these witches and their girls just live in their life and mm-hmm. let's follow them around. And it was just, it, that was refreshing. That was great. Yeah. Like, let's see. More Did you even that. see her parents? I don't think so. I don't even no. think. No, I think we only saw to, one. But only parent you saw was the mayor. Yeah. That's accurate. Yeah, yeah, that's accurate. And he, I don't even know. Did he share even a scene with his daughter? Because when she's picking up just a little bit of movie magic here, because when she's picking up the cups and stuff, like, all you hear is like a voiceover, like when, when I get back, it better be cleaned up. But like, she yeah, spot to it. And I'm like, yeah, it was like, like the kids walking mm. out. But yeah, and uh, this whole movie yeah. does feel like the the young ladies shot all of their scenes individually, except for like they shot all yeah. with the stars and 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 um, God, yeah. what was the shop owner's name? I forgot. He's a comedian oh, that I Gilbert, like, the Sam I'm Richardson more more. guy, Sam Richardson. Yeah, yeah. So like. I, I don't know. It did, it did kind of feel like that at times. That was all I had to say. Well, and I, honestly, I don't comment on a lot because I feel like I, for COVID, like I know that we're yep. getting different shots now because you have to protect, you have mm-hmm. to protect everybody on set. So if it's safer for like, right, our three lead witches to do all their scenes together in two weeks, speaking to stand-ins and then you flip it, Right. And then you mm-hmm. do the same thing, you know, like I get why you would do that and minimize why everybody's on set together. But it, it wasn't super apparent to me. Yeah. Like it wasn't very apparent to me. It's only because we all talk about movies every week. Um, but yeah. yeah, this yeah. was shot. This was shot in the middle of like, well, not middle of but tail end of the pandemic. They yeah, they they really oh. they began in middle of 2021. So September, oh, October and November of 21 was when they did it. So my guess is that you never Woof. saw them all was it because they said, yeah, we tested these three. They're good. Yeah. Like <laughs> they're fine. <laughs> they're fine. So just leave them where they're at. And again, well, Brian, probably why it was a soundstage because they set shot on location, yeah. but it's not like you can have a huge crew yeah. to light the forest the right way. So there was some impact of COVID. On oh, this for sure. I, and I don't knock it. I do not knock it for oh, no. soundstage nope. forest. No, 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 no. Nope. I mean, Mandalorian did the it. same thing and they had a phenomenal result. So like fine. definitely not knocking it. Cause yeah, trying to light a forest in real time. Ab- absolutely not. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. No. He did it. I mean, I'm glad you keep bringing her back. I'm glad. glad. I mean, look at her, mom, mommy witch. I don't know. I don't know her character name. I just keep calling her mommy witch. Mommy, I. (laughs) This might be the first time I'm uncomfortable. (laughs) Mom witch is here. She gave us her powers. Bye, mom witch. Bye, mom witch. A milfy witch, like a Mitch or or a wit or witch. A wolf, a Mitch, a wolf, yeah, yeah, a wolf, a wolf. She's a wolf. Hey, a wolf, Mitch. Whatever, you know what? Whatever gets you, whatever gets you going. It's healthy to know, you know, for self care. It's under. It's important to understand your own. Mm -hmm. Yeah, what you're gonna do. Yeah, Yeah. I'm not gonna yuck anybody's yum. You live your life. Um. Please don't ever let me say that again. No, Uh, no, that's. (laughs) um, The last. 
thing I will say, a Mitch Roman, a Mitch. Um, I will also say that this is, I mean, this is our first movie of a food of officially spooky season. A Mitch. Yes. Yes. It, it's, it's time. It's, it's scary movie season. It is officially spooky season. Everyone can feel free to start. This movie came out on September 30th, which means that movie which, dictated spooky season. By the way, which was illegal October. to Doug. Apparently, I didn't guess think it who was watched it October 1st. Not oh, me, yeah, officer. Guy. I watched it September 30th. <laughs> Not me, I'm a rogue. You want to know something? Your ticket's in the mail, sir. Wow. I don't abide by your laws of man. <laughs> Um, gentlemen anything else that you all have to say about kind of hocus pocus but mainly hocus pocus too (laughs) i mean like if you got kids like this is the ace in the hole like i mean yeah like everyone has a good time that's i mean that's you're just looking for something to kick off your spooky season like your because there are people that do there are people that do the marathon runs of oh yeah of oh, spooky yeah. movies spooky season movies i think this is a good way to kick it off with hocus pocus one hocus pocus two and then you go now I, what i will say is if now this is gonna be a weird we pay for streamers i understand that but if yes. this was back in like 2000 and in the 90s and this was like a Disney Channel movie where they're like doing the jumping jacks on the movie like real thing on TV and now back um, to the movie yeah, like if this was like a Disney Channel premiere, oh. like now, I think oh. this would be a hit. I think it would be a certified. This would, shut, hit. This would be a appointment TV. Yeah, like, like you people would yeah. shut it down. It would be a timer in the corner where this movie premieres yes. in a week, and it would be. Oh my god! I think if I were to witness this movie as that, I would be blown away that you were able to do that. And technically, yeah. it's the same thing because we pay for a streamer. And this is still a Disney original movie. Yeah. It's kind of weird because it kind of gets into Inception within itself That's a little a good bit. Point. But I, I think if this, if I would have saw this on regular Disney Channel like now, and because Disney Channel is not even the same, none of the cartoon stations are even the same as what they used to be. Um, I would have been shocked by this, and it's still a good movie. That's really what I want. I guess, say. I guess, as it brings up a good question, like, does anybody know? And maybe I missed it, but it doesn't seem like they really pushed the marketing of this, did they? yes they did well i with me and doug had this conversation on saturday yeah. i don't pay for cable so i don't see yeah. commercials anymore um it's unless i'm watching like football on sundays and i'm watching on youtube t- youtube uh tv yeah that's pretty much it so i don't know what they did or didn't push i know i saw it on my facebook i know it was big hype around okay. it when they did the announcement that's pretty much it though that's all i saw okay i mean yeah I, I, I know it was a lot of digital marketing and I know I know other people saw more of it than me because it just didn't fit okay. cookies. But I, I mean, it was I, I know there were Twitter and Instagram impressions. I know mm-hmm. that for sure. OK, TikTok, yeah. um, TikTok for sure. I then, oh, Yeah, I didn't see it, any on there. But then yeah. it, Brian, for the same reason, it must not have made it to me because I was kind of like when Marcus, when you brought this up, I, I mean, was like, you're right. Like this would have been like an event. Yeah, and I was like, is that just. Is that just the nature of streaming these days or did I miss something? And it seems like I more, I missed something than anything else. Well, and we're not the target demo. Like if you're, if you're buying digital ad space, you're deaf. I don't think you're targeting men between like 25 and 39 for this. If you're spending your ad dollars, you're, you're targeting children, 
probably probably women uh based on the demographics of the last movie so I like mean, that's that's my guess if, you're if, certainly not targeting the guy who writes tickets for celebrating the holiday at the wrong time of year so you're, I mean, you're, you're not you're not gonna target the guy not, who just dropped a hundred bucks on co- you know a hundred dollars no, on you, comic books you know who we need to get <laughs> that guy <laughs> but that being said my take on this is not only like if you have kids, I would say yeah. that if you're looking for like a a more age appropriate introduction to this, yeah, to, to the Hocus Pocus like realm, I yeah, think you can it. show Hocus Pocus 2 to a younger audience than you can oh, yeah. Hocus Pocus 1. Because we tried, oh, you, to, yeah, we yes. tried to watch Hocus Pocus 1 with Harrison and Harper as a part of our like family Ooh. movie night because we've been okay. doing that, and yeah. I will say that. Harrison enjoyed it. Harper couldn't follow it, so she lost interest. Yeah, this one is a little bit brighter and a little bit more energetic. So I have a feeling yep, she'd yep. stick with it longer. So yeah, yeah I think I think that's a, a great point. I mean, this, it's this a trend, good family crowd pleaser. It really like, is. I, I get it. Yeah, this is like the adults are outside having a bonfire and the kids are inside <laughs> watching a movie. Like, I was just about to is. say that. Like, Fuck put, yeah. Put this on and go have a beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, cool. Anything else about Hocus Pocus 2, gentlemen? No, that's no. it. Go watch uh, the damn movie. Yeah. <laughs> still, still probably better than Pinocchio. I'll never find out because I ain't I, We won't. Shit, so. We'll never find out. We'll, we'll never know. That. I will Pinocchio report. could be a smash award-winning movie, and it's I, not. Marcus, will never know. I feel I, confident yeah. it's not. Yeah. I feel, Me too. I feel very confident that it's not. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. gentlemen, anything that you all would like to plug this week? Hey everybody, it's me. It's the lovenerds.com. Uh, oh, yeah. that is T-H-E-L-O-V-E-N-E-R-D-S.com. And that is a lifestyle blog. And you're thinking, why would I need a lifestyle blog right now? Hey, are you somebody that likes making decorations or holiday specific recipes? They got you covered. Lovenerds.com. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Brian. Mm-hmm. Marcus, what do you have to plug? I always wanted to just uh, remind everybody to just follow the mantra. And what is the mantra? The mantra is never offended, always humble, or Noah. That is the brand. That is the mantra. Go to the Noah at shop something, spreadshirt, <laughs> Noah's com, something like that. Go to the link in my bio. All my socials are Marcus J. Destin. The link is somewhere. Go. We find will put a link, link in the show notes as well. Yeah, like go find the goddamn link. Go buy something. Go stream something. Marcus Destin Max is at like fifteen, over fifteen hundred uh, plays at this point. So you know, go stream something. Go buy something. But whatever you do, continue to follow the mantra. Never offend it. Always humble absolutely i have two things i'd like to plug the first mm-hmm. is on behalf of roman who's one of our big patreon subscribers mm-hmm. he asked us to plug second slide they are a uh, organization working to provide growing lacrosse teams and other organizations the means to raise money for good causes so some notables are that they are currently cool. working with they are working with team kenya team uganda the give wow. and go foundation and the breast cancer alliance alliance so um, 
big plug there for second slide. They're doing some, some great, great work, but I would also like to plug this podcast. Um, you know, we do, we love doing this for you week in and week out. If you love what you heard on this episode and you want to support us, go over to patreon.com slash films in black and white and sign up to join our Patty family. And you too can participate and give us a quote, um, as well as watch the show and kind of be a part of some of the movie magic that goes in on the back end. So if you're feeling like you can, please support us and we would love for you to do so. Gentlemen, we have a three-step mm-hmm. process to success. So, Brian, please give us that first step. Hey, y'all, read a book. You know, read and it book. can be any book. Uh, don't let it stand in your way. Go read that book. Just just read it. Just do it. Go read a Absolutely. book. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Marcus, the second step? Yep. Second step is getting cold, but drink some water. You know what I mean? Drink some water. All right. Like I was really worried about concerned about my health here for a second. For it was a little, it was, it was not touch and go. I was fine. But you just want to make sure that you're drinking oh enough God. water. I got a phone call this morning. And they said, Marcus, your blood works looking great. And I was like, you want to know why? Because I've been drinking water. That's so drink some water. Also, it's water, not water. And like I just I'm tired of people pointing out to me the difference in how I say water. Like, just go drink some water. It's fine. I mean, <laughs> I've been doing this podcast for years. I would never, I would never do every, that. I would every, never somebody, do that. Don't do I that. I was hosting one time in like in the arena field with people and was hosting. And I said, I think I said tournament or tournament. Right. And they were like, you're right. obviously not from around here because we say tournament. And I was like, I'm from Houston. I legitimately said that. That is the second time I got to keep telling motherfuckers I'm from Houston. Yeah, that's starting and ending the pod with this. This is our full circle moment. And Amazing. I'm we so excited. Um, for me, our third step to success is to, look, wash your ass. Look, don't be like Billy Butcher and have some nasty grave ass following you wherever you go. Get up in it, wash it. His breath was a problem, but you know that his ass was a problem as well. So just make sure you stay hydrated and fresh um, and make sure you get up in there and give yourself a wash to get the dirt off, to get the stank off. And if you're carrying else thing, anything else around with you, to get that off too. Um, and if you do a good enough job, you too could have a witch mommy maybe giving you some powers and that's mm. and that's what we're looking for we love so, a nice niche. Brian mm. don't the look we're closing mm. out we don't have time um mm. that does it for this week's episode of films in mm. black and white <laughs> Uh, yeah. We were so close. Witch yeah. mom is back on the screen. Witch mommy. Witch, witch yeah. mom's back on the screen. Ooh, um, we'll just I love me a Mitch. Okay. God, <laughs> that damn. does it for this week's episode of uh, Films in Black and White. Yeah. But damn. It... <laughs> Jeez. God damn. But in the meantime, and in the between time, stay safe, stay healthy, um, and we will catch y'all next week. If I could be the ball between the finger she twiddles, I'd be happy, right? <laughs> like, I would just be complete, and leave this in, don't cut it. I want, I want the people to know that if I could have been that ball at the beginning that she twiddled between her fingers, man. Hannah Waddingham would have been Hannah Destin. Oh, oh, okay. All right. I believe I, mean, I, I would have been 